Hey guys, Paul here, and today I want to talk to you about something that is uh, very troublesome in our country's baseball development system. We've got a problem. We actually got two problems, not one, two problems. Two problems that are creating this enormous gap in the development of our players. In other words, we are producing fewer and fewer and fewer players to the higher levels than at any other time. There's two problems and I believe there's one cause. So a little warning, if you are one of those coaches, you should probably go because it's not going to be a good day for you. Okay. So seven to 12 years old is the largest population of kids playing baseball of, of anybody, any, any person playing baseball, seven, to 12 years old. The majority of kids that start at seven, eight, at nine, if you make it to nine, the majority of those kids finish till 12, right? It's little league, right? Or rec league. Most of them make it till 12. At 12 years old, there's like a mass exodus from the game. Now, there are some other issues there, without a doubt, right? The field gets bigger, um, different pitches become, uh, I think Ted Williams said, everybody's a good hitter until they see a curveball. Um, so there are definitely issues. Bigger kids get bigger and stronger. Kids um, kind of have other interests and stuff like that. So there is some of that, but there's not enough of that to justify what's going on in our game. There's not enough of that. The numbers are so skewed that you can't justify kids leaving the game at 12 just because the, the field gets bigger, the pitches get harder to hit, kids get bigger and stronger, and they lose interest. Because a generation ago, that was not this way. You might even argue that the kids are different. There's some arguments to be made there, for sure, but not enough of them to justify these numbers. So, let me say one other thing in setup. We know that a 12-year-old superstar or a 7-year-old or an 8-year-old or a 9-year-old or a 10-year-old superstar does not translate into a 22-year-old major league superstar or even a college number one draft pick or a division one scholarship. We know it doesn't. How do we know? Because we see the best 11 and 12-year-olds in the world every year in ESPN and Little League World Series. In fact, I kind of lose track of what ESPN is covering these days. It feels like they're covering like regular season Little League games. But we're seeing the best in the regions, in each country, from all over the world. Baseball is a global game now. We're seeing the best in the world. We are not seeing those 12-year-olds on stage. We see domination from these kids at 12. We don't see them 10 years later. Why? Football drafts, I think, six rounds or seven rounds to fill 50-plus roster spots. Six, seven guys to fill 50-plus roster spots. And I'm not sure how many of those guys get cut. Basketball drafts two rounds to fill 12 roster spots. Um, and usually not both of those guys make the team. Baseball drafts 50 rounds to fill 25 roster spots to find one Derek Jeter. These kids at 12 years old are not developing into our superstars. But I'm going to tell you this, if you go and look at the top 12-year-old basketball players in the world right now, in five, six years, you'll see them in the NCAA tournament. You'll see them in the NBA in seven, eight years. Why is that? Baseball's a hard game, but are we making it harder? Are we making it more difficult for our children to succeed in a game that clearly takes a long development time? Because we know a 12-year-old basketball player, we could see LeBron James at 12 years old and we could project him. We could see him in high school and see that in the very next year, he could go into the NBA 
but we see number one draft picks that never see a major league field, that get paid millions of dollars in signing bonuses and never see a major league field, because the development process is long. Baseball's development process is long, and we're shortening it. Well, one group of people are shortening it. So those coaches, if you stay with me, here's where it gets bad for you. Here's the problem. You have early developers, okay? Early developers and late developers, right? So you get kids that are really good at seven or eight years old. And by the way, there are eight U national tournaments. Have we lost our mind? How do they determine who wins these tournaments by who, who farts and picks their nose the least? There are eight U tournaments. We are not letting children be children. We're turning them into competitive machines. That is absolute insanity that there are eight U national tournaments. Side note, sorry. Early developers and late developers. Here's what happens to the early developers. The early developers get scooped up by unqualified coaches because the best way to make an unqualified coach look qualified is good players. So. God forbid that your son shows early development because he will get scooped up and cannibalized by an underqualified coach who only wants to win the 8U, 9U, 10U national championship. So the early developers scooped up by underqualified coaches to make them look good or to build their businesses. Build their businesses. Are they using your son's early development to build a business on? Think about that. I know there's a lot of people watching this video that that is going to give some of you pause, and it should. Late developers. Late developers are ignored by unqualified coaches preying on the early developers. So what happens is, the problem is, is that the unqualified coaches are kind of running the asylum now. So unqualified coaches scoop up, cannibalize, and destroy early developers. Unqualified coaches ignore late developers. So what happens is the early developers end up getting burned out, hence this number here. The late developers end up not getting interest in the game because there's not enough opportunity for them. I've had emails from dads who have been told by their 8U, 9U, and 10U coaches that their kid should probably learn to do something else because if he hasn't shown potential yet, he's probably not going to develop. But we draft 50 players between 18 and 22. We draft 50 players and some of them don't make it to a major league field. The baseball development process is long. And underqualified coaches are scooping up early developing kids and they are killing their development as players by putting them in artificial competition so they don't learn to develop, they learn to survive, they learn to win or lose. And sometimes when it's all about win or losing, you do some things that aren't the best for your development. The underqualified coaches are ignoring the late developers who might go down this road but won't because there's no opportunity. This game is being overrun by underqualified coaches. That's why we created the Baseball Dads Newsletter. I was on the phone with a dad of an 18-year-old pitcher who, I've told this story, but it's, I'm never going to stop telling it, whose son decided to stop playing baseball and came up to him three weeks before leaving for college and said, I'm not going to play college, and he was going to play a Division I school. And, uh, and this was important because the father and the son had not spoken in weeks. And here's what this dad told me. 
He said he pushed his kid too hard. He said he could have accomplished everything they got pushing him 60 or 70% as much as he did. But he thought his son had an opportunity. He listened to underqualified coaches talk about his early developing son, and they abused him and used him. Number two, he put his son in the wrong program. He said to me, they built their business on my son's arm. And number three, he trusted the wrong coaches. He got, the, he got bad information and would put his son at greater risk of injury. We created Baseball Dad's newsletter to stop that. So if this resonated with you, if you are one of those coaches, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm really not sorry. But, um, but if you're one of those dads, cares about your kid, wants to see your kid develop. And if your kid does have that ability, maybe he does, we don't want it to either be burnt out or to be have lack of opportunity. Give him the time to develop. Yogi Berra didn't play his first organized baseball game until he was 17. That kind of worked out okay. So check out Baseball Dad's newsletter. And if you have stories like this or this resonated with you, email me. I want to hear your story. Email me directly at 567pitcher at gmail. So 567pitcher at gmail and tell me your experience because uh, we're on a mission here to make sure that kids do not ever have to deal with this stuff and that we can expand the development phase of our players. Have a great day. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.